All right, uh, good to have you all along on our uh, second episode of our podcast. We're the off guys. Uh, we're finally getting our second episode ready. I know we've been trying to do this every weekend, every a weekly thing, but we've been having scheduling conflicts. Uh, and like my uh, buddy Tyrone, he had internet issues. So finally, we're able to get yeah. this get this uh, second episode ready and it's basically gonna be a, a simple topic that we're gonna slowly get through and just you know just chit chat about res life how how we grew up how yeah. um, how res life is between uh, each nation and just basically yeah just how we grew up and so yep do a little so. introduction. Yeah, Real quick. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. Episode one is in the books. Um, I know I've been recommending it to a couple of uh, people out here. Kind of feels like uh, Hal from Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. Remember when he had his uh, pirate radio station from college where he's like Kid Charlemagne and like he recorded himself and then like he put it on while his family was having dinner. He's like, oh, listen to this guy. That's how I kind of feel. About the about our podcast, like check these guys out. They're they're speaking truth to power out there. Yeah, the off guys. It's nice, it's isn't it? Us. It's just us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, we got our yeah, got our episode first episode through, and hopefully my audio is a little better, and we're gonna be able yeah, to talk. Hopefully, so. hopefully we we mix it a little bit better this time. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. James was out there breathing into his mic, so he had to like uh, cut his audio on certain parts, and it sounded like I was just a madman laughing at my own jokes and stuff. It was, it was, it was our first time, so hopefully, it's a lot better today, and the topic is a lot more lighthearted this time because we started off with the with the mean topic there, the heavy topic i mean it's good to like reflect on what happened when the pandemic started but still it's just pretty tough on a lot of people a lot of people lost a lot of things and just it was it still is tough you know so but today we're gonna reflect on reservation life we're the res dogs of our nation no (laughs) but um Let's see. But yeah, introductions real quick. Uh, James Lone War grew up on the Pine Ridge Res, born and raised here, and uh, I think that's it. We'll probably talk about myself a little more later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Tyrone White from the Cheyenne River Res. Uh, I'm Ohenumpa Lakota, grew up in Eagle Butte. Eagle Butte? Eagle Butte. Yeah, that's how we say it. <laughs> But um, I think this week over here, we had like a really cold weather patch for like three days straight, and that was horrible. I don't know if you heard anything from over there about our Arctic cold weather. That was like, How cold was it? It was like below 18. 
Yeah. Even even during the daytime, it was just still like below ten, with like forty below wind chills. That was tough. Seems, like, seems about right. I remember. Uh, I remember. I used to get that cold uh, back in the day. Uh, we used to live in a tiny house. I'm just kidding. Uh, it was a trailer. <laughs> and when it would get cold like that, like the pipes would uh, freeze underneath the trailer. So like we didn't have water and like uh I remember we would just like grab some snow and just like melt it over the pot and like that's how we how we would like uh I know. um get like uh water for like showering or washing dishes or whatever cuz like that that just happens sometimes when we we're living in a tiny house. <laughs> uh we didn't we didn't hear about the whole like turning your faucet on all night until like way later but yeah before you can this, do that oh my god the life hack we didn't have back in the day it was to me i always like thought that was a waste of water but that was like the only way to keep your water running yeah or else your pipes would freeze yeah <laughs> i think i don't know if people still do that nowadays like because in my apartment i don't really have to do that or they didn't recommend me turning mm, on my yeah. faucets but that's um one aspect that we grew up surviving yeah. you know it was survival yeah. at that point yeah that's what happened back in the day and i remember like uh when the pipes would freeze in our trailer we would uh go to like a relative's house and like shower there i remember doing that a couple of times and <laughs> uh, i think for me it was just we just wait, you know, like like you said, melt the snow and just hope for the best that the pipes are yeah. like unfrozen by the end of the day, or else we get more snow. <laughs> sounds sounds like we grew up in like third world, but like uh, when it wasn't cold, like I I I guarantee you, we we had water and electricity and stuff. <laughs> it's, it's always like harsh on reservations because. Like a lot of people still live in trailer houses that are really like, I don't I don't know if that's how it is at at your reservation, but like people bunch up in a trailer and they just hope for the best. Yeah. What yeah. happens? Yeah. So it's just you get like uh, you you get like those um, those space heaters and everyone just like uh, goes out into the living room and just like uh, bunks out there. It's, uh, had a, had a couple nights like that. I remember. I know, but very good times. Even though it was hard, there's nothing to complain about. Yeah. But um, let's see. But yeah, that was just how cold it was over here. It was. It reminded me of back home when I used to grow <laughs> up. Yeah. I was like, dang it, that was that was tough. But we grew tough, you know, like how we always say we're resilient and we never give up and all that so it's just our native uh, blood uh, i remember uh like you probably know more about this than i do uh uh means uh two kettles and uh apparently the story is like back in the day uh like my ancestors uh survived a whole winter on like two uh, kettles or like two pots of corn 
and that's all they had and they just like made it work through the entire winter so I don't know I think that's pretty badass I didn't know that actually yeah it's pretty cool yeah I've always heard of two kettles but I never really <laughs> figured out what that meant yeah or something like that. I think that's what it is. I think it yeah. is. We had two kettles of corn and just like made that last through like a really harsh winter. And I think Oglala for us means scatter their own. I heard this from my buddy uh, Scott Clifford. The reason why he used to name as one of his bands scatter their own was through war times, I think. Hmm. Like kind of scattering throughout the battlefield or something I don't know don't quote me on that but it's just these names that a lot of tribes give themselves is really cool like they have really cool vish meanings behind them <laughs> this real vish this <laughs> is wick and it's, it's, I, I don't know I, I think that is, any tribe has that really cool name yeah. that they give themselves yeah. Let's see. But yeah. Um that's about it for how it was over here during the week. I know a lot a lot's happening right now in the world and don't I don't have to worry about it, but we're not gonna let's, really talk uh, about that. Let's let's not get into that. <laughs> we we want another light hearted uh, we we want a light hearted episode this week. Yeah, let's just talk about Red's life, fry bread. Fry bread grease. Um, <laughs> yeah. What what else? Like I always think of boiled water. Like what what do we use for fry bread? I think that's about no. That's that's, that's fry bread grease that boils. But yeah, let's just um, talk about res life happened right now, and is it different, and is it like? Has it changed? But I, I don't think it changed. That's what I was thinking about yesterday. Yeah. But I was gonna. Yeah. That was gonna be my question to you. Has Res Life changed? <laughs> um. When I was like, I was I was going to Rapid yesterday since it's uh, income tax time over here. Got our income tax clothes going, but I was just oh. thinking like, <laughs> oh. Like, I remember those days. Those were some of the best days growing up. Income tax days. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, I think before I get into that question, I just remember income tax time was like the only time we could get like cool video game consoles and you know stuff yeah. that's really expensive. Yeah. Do you remember uh, there was a Kanye West song? Uh, I think it was like on like his second album or something where he had this line where he's like, we claim other people's kids on our income tax. Like I heard that line and I just, I felt seen, you know? Because <laughs> I remember like a couple people that I knew used to do that. Like magically claim a kid that you never knew or something yeah just one kid got claimed on like three or four different income tax returns <laughs> and now and now it's like oh well, uh, we better cut that it might get audited <laughs> for something that happened 20 years ago 
But yeah, I, I just remember that's like the only time for me when I got like back then. I clearly remember getting a, a Nintendo 64 when it all came out. I was like, ah, oh, that was like one of the revolutionary things that came out. Like 3D Mario, and it was just like the best time ever. Yeah. I think we got that one for Christmas. I don't think that was an income tax thing for us. That was a Christmas thing for us. But I do remember that, yeah. I know, it's just those times, even though, like I said, res life is tough, but moments like that really triumphantly forget and being able to realize, like, life's not so bad. And it wasn't that bad. I mean, like, uh, I think people like listening in who maybe don't really have that much experience with res life will just listen to this episode and be like, oh my god, these guys these guys really had it rough. But for us, it was just like, I don't know. It's just I, the way things were. I mean, we were like, like happy most of the time. Should we get into the, the questions real quick? All right, see what you got. Or, or do you have anything on your mind right now? Uh, no, not right now. Let's, uh, let's, let's see what, maybe some will come up with these questions. You don't have anything searing in your brain? <laughs> no, no. Do, do you want to ask me these questions? And I'll just... <laughs> Alright. It'll be like uh, an interview. Yeah, alright. I think we kind of covered a little bit of this, but, uh, what was Res Life compared to now uh, what was red what was life it? back then like compared to now um oh yeah that's what i was gonna say too um yesterday yeah when i was heading to rapid i was just thinking like um whenever we do go to like towns to get groceries and you know clothes and whatever and I've, I've just been thinking like as much as like all the other places outside the res changed when like you go back into the res I, I don't know for me on Pine Ridge it's always like always been the same in small ways like yeah there's different um, stores different restaurants different grocery stores uh there's like the fashions change, but at the same time, like when you go back to the res, is like you just have this really wholesome feeling of like people around that still you know, joke around. Like you meet your friends that you know, and you just really feel like you know belong in the community. You know, like there's there's always like drama and the, the bad apples, but that's just one aspect of everyday life anyway, but it's just, I don't know, I just, that's what I really appreciated about, like, our people, little Kota, is that we still have the same routines that happened way back when, like, tribal council's the same, um, schools are the same, you know, it's, it's just little things that change, but it's not in a big way in the word, like, People forgot who they are and traditions are lost. It's just everything pretty much stayed the same when I was growing up. There wasn't really 
like a big change of society like people do this now when they didn't do that before i don't know it's just that's what i really like loved about when i was thinking about it yesterday mm -hmm. right on uh did you gain experience living on the res and moving away was there any sort of differences that come to mind um I mean, anything about like res life uh, that prepared you for off res life or vice versa? I I spoke about this. We're like, we had this, um, it's called a soup and spirit meeting where I work at. And like, I was, mm -hmm. I really tackled this question too. Like, uh, there's not really anything that helps you on the res you know you people try to support you in big ways to go to college and have a career and all that but to me it's always like no matter how much support i get when you go out there like you have to be independent and just being able to get your own like routines down and that was tough for me because growing up i never really had any footsteps to follow so it was just tough to like literally build your track in front of you in all the train uh, train tracks little by little yeah yeah were a lot of people going off the res to go to college uh back when you graduated uh yeah there's just a lot of like uh, friends i know there's a lot of like people i knew in high school that tried their best like, like I said, it's understandable to like feel homesick. You don't want to keep going because four years of going to college and graduating is tough because you have to really, like, it's not really, not really talked about a lot about how like people on the res have to really go over that big hump of really improving yourself, improving who you are. And coming mm. back and seeing how like tough it is back home, because like to me it's always like for us we have to take that extra step to feel like feel like life is okay and just being able to keep going. And I don't know. That's that's what I thought about. Is it. It like it. I don't know for you if it was tough for you when when you left, but for me it was just like exhausting. But when it all everything sorted out, graduated, it was mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I, I came more stronger spiritually and mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I was thinking about? Just I don't know, maybe like last year or whatever. And uh -huh. I don't know. This might be this might be controversial. I don't know, but um, do you like also get the feeling that? there is a lot of pressure on kids from the res who go off to college that they have like this added pressure of um, performing better to come back home and maybe change things. I don't know. Do, do you think there is that kind of like added pressure that maybe 
like some kids might uh, not be able to deal with fully? I never experienced that or mm. never heard about it. Okay. Uh, I always hear just like old unchis and grandpas just saying like, oh, it's good that you're going to college, doing things mm. better for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I got but, too. Yeah, but just like nothing. Uh, yeah, everyone just seemed like supportive. I guess I don't know. I know, and that's what I love about our elderly. Is like they're really hopeful that you could just get away from the res and do something about yourself. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like a it's, it's like it's good that a lot of a lot of us are coming back to like fix the res in in small ways like building businesses and building trying to expand on education like language revitalization and all that so that's that's a good push that the next generation is doing because mm. mm. before it was like oh just Leave the res, there's nothing here. But it's like at the same time, it's like that's not really a good thing anyway because you don't want to lose traditions and language, artwork and all that. And so I think this generation is really like being supportive to like keep all that in a tight-knit community to like try and teach the next generation hopefully like it keeps going forever hmm where did you go first you went to colorado the first uh, year or so of college right i went I went to school of mines when i first started ah right right that was a horrible experience uh. freshman didn't know what, what i was doing my roommate hated me for some reason <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm not trying uh, to be here. I, I, I have no idea why. I uh, just, just had that tense feeling each time I come home, come to my room, and all that. But thankfully, going going to um, Fort Lewis was a whole lot better. I was welcoming. Like since, like, what was it? It's free for natives over there. So ah, okay. like there's a bunch of natives from across the country that met. Like there's a big native center. You know, it just felt like home. So that's what I loved about mm. going over there pretty much. Yeah, because I, I, went, I went out east to uh, Mitchell, South Dakota. Uh, that's where you started? Yeah, that's where I did my first year. Just like... Uh, just turned like 18, went out there and, uh, was doing like cross country and track. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was, it was like a tough transition, you know? Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know, just on your own for the first time, I guess. And like, there was like one other native dude. <laughs> <laughs> from uh montana but other than that like like no no natives and uh i know i don't know it just is i don't know it's weird 
it's weird because it's like I changed a lot about myself before I went there and like even during just to like Uh, fit in I guess I remember um, it was like uh, joking around with the boys and I let out an in it (laughs) and people were looking at me like real strange and uh and uh like one of one of the guys there was like is that british and i'm like uh yeah yeah sure it is <laughs> why not <laughs> why not because <laughs> like, like i didn't i didn't want to like be seen as like the i don't know just like this i don't know just the res slang talker i guess i don't know i yeah. guess like I never really recovered from that moment. Like from that moment on, like, I guess I just like, didn't really use a lot of wrestling and it just, it just became the way I talked. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think growing up I had like some mean wrestling that comes out too sometimes, but just like I said, going to school where like literally even though it was a school of mines, I didn't see any natives around. And like I know, like um, at Fort Lewis, people have like different wrestling, but I never used mine there. So yeah. that's, I, that's that's yeah. what I did too. I changed and, and never and really. Then, uh... Yeah. Oh, good. And then, like, you come back home, and it all comes out. I mean, that's. That's what we call in the linguistics business uh, code switching, you know, like, like who you are comes out finally. You can yeah. just let out a deep sigh. Yeah. Uh, um, my one of my uh, best friends I know here where I work at, like all my wrestling comes out and it's just like, oh, this feels good. Like I don't have to feel like. <laughs> I could be profesh and just try and like, just, just mess around, cuss around. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know. Right now, like, my professional self is here. And you kind of like, I don't know, you feel like I noticed that about a lot of my friends, too. Is that when we meet each other, like, we just end up teasing each other so much but whenever like someone else comes by that's that's not native like my friend has the like the really strong professional accent yeah yeah that's how you do whenever, it really like, really like whoever goes away i was like holy shit like that's how you talk to like other people <laughs> he was like bro just just get off my back <laughs> Yeah, is this is this? I don't know. Like um, a lot of one, another friend of mine, like has a really professional phone voice. I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, "That's how you said." Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just you know, things like that. That just what you like about home, or what you like about seeing other natives is like you just let it all out and don't care about how you sound. The moment. I get around like native people in real life, which doesn't really happen a lot, like over the past few years. But when I do, like it all just comes out like, 
like it never went away, you know? <laughs> you just start laughing at like the off things. Yeah, I start doing like that, the... um, what do you call it? That laugh that sounds like a snake almost. A <laughs> oh, here, that's what, that's what we say. Like, <laughs> <near> this guy. <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> Some of the, the nuances that will never go away. And I was like, shit, this guy, what the hell? <laughs> this guy. Over here, like we always say, like, huh? This, this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed that about Ridgers. <laughs> huh? <laughs> that's, that's the one thing. That's like the only thing I know about Ridge is uh, Big Bats. Like, I don't know anything about about Ridge. Just 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 big bats. I remember big we, bats. yeah, we would like uh, uh, stop there, like uh, like when we went to like a ball game or something, or uh, or like uh, cr- coming back country? from like a, yeah from like a cross country meet, just coming back to stop at Big Bats, get something, go home. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that the spot in Ridge? Is that like? Cause we have we have one of those in Eagle Butte too. Just uh, uh I just now remembered like a uh, long time ago, like uh, that that was the spot. Like people would park there, jam their music, and just have a crowd going. Mm. But now it's like, is this another cool spot? There's like another like another gas station across across the road. I think uh, a long time ago there was a. Did, did, did you notice that buffalo head that was in there? Yeah. No, no. It was like a buffalo. Didn't take time to admire the scenery. I, I had a. Maybe it was like a dream of mine, but I just remembered that buffalo head in there used to like move around and talk. I was like, what the hell? Like, that's nightmare nightmare material. No, you were having a vision, bro. Just... <laughs> when Moby went in there again and it didn't do it anymore, I was like, oh, thank God. I don't know if it was real or not. Yeah, this guy's just straight up having a vision in the middle of big bats. Remember, remember um, in carnivals, there's a loudspeaker like, <laughs> that's how it sounded I was like, what the hell is it saying <laughs> I heard like a, I heard. I think I heard it was like a welcome to Big Bats and then something else was playing Man, bro you gotta like, you gotta pay more attention to your visions I mean <laughs> somebody's trying to tell you something and uh, you're just ignoring it <laughs> it's just it was just the strangest thing ever. <laughs> it, was like, it looked like it was about to fall off from the wall, too. I don't know. I don't know if <laughs> anyone that's listening noticed that. Oh, man. This is like the mandala effect, whether it was real or not. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little bit of uh, res life, uh, going away from the res, going to college. Um I guess throw this question out there. When you were away, what made you think of home? Or anytime you're away from the res, what makes you think of home? 
uh, watching Thunderheart. <laughs> Did you watch that when you were <laughs> out and about in the world? Uh, pretty much every weekend or watching uh, Skins. Oh, yeah. Ever that one with uh, Graham Greene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just that one scene where it had a... Um, it used to be Sioux Nation, but now it's called Buies. Just seeing that, and I was like, ah, oh, that feels like home. I instantly just feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And just basically talking to, like, other natives who I know when I went out to college or when I worked at, like, D.C. and just being able to just meet up with other natives just made me feel, you know, like you're not tense anymore. Your shoulders are not all tight or anything. You just you just let it all out, like like we said before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what about I, you? I I think we talked about it like a little bit last week, but for me, it's uh, the reservation dogs. You know, watching that show, like I was like, man, this is what white people must feel like when they watch Friends, like. <laughs> Finally, it's like someone someone understands me. <laughs> like there's a show on TV that gets me. I think it was what episode two was that IHS. Yeah. Episode? Yeah. Oh man, relatable. With the the meat. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. The meat pies. What? Meat pies. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and, oh, it, uh, it just like it reminds me of an afternoon in Pine Ridge. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I don't know, just universally native, that show. Just like, but at the same time, like, there's these things that are so specific to uh, native communities. Um, I remember watching it, and, like, I was watching real closely, and, like, they had their little, um, what whatchamacallit, their little shrine to, I think, Daniel was their friend. And uh, yeah. they had like the lactate tablets like on there. I'm like, <laughs> that's like that that old Indian medicine. <laughs> this is reminds you because I'm really lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all lactose intolerant. Started watching uh, Rutherford Falls, another native show. Like, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's got the um, uh, what's her face, the Lakota actress uh, Yana Schmiding, I think is her name is. She was the receptionist from uh, that episode of Res Dogs, the IHS receptionist. Remember? Let's see, I'm looking it up right now. M- remember? Yeah, I'm just looking it up on Wikipedia. What's on Peacock? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's worth it, I think. I think it's worth it. It's oh, like yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a native version of Parks and Rec, kind of. Ah, oh, this is cool. I'm going to watch this for sure. Rutherford Falls? Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what I do to think of home. One time out this here in, in Germany, we made uh, Indian tacos. Uh-huh. That's that's it. That's the end of the story. 
<laughs> had um, the had oh, the uh, the floor or like the uh, hallway in the apartment <laughs> building smell like uh, smell like grease, <laughs> like the vegetable oil grease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know each time I cook tacos, that's that's what all my clothes smell like since my kitchen is right in the living room. Like, did you cook fry bread? Like a lot of my friends always tell me, like, no, it's just tacos. Trying to <laughs> make hard shell tacos. Don't lie to don't lie to us, we can smell it on you. <laughs> One high school basketball game, uh, they were doing something, I think parent night. And uh, one of my friends was cooking uh, Indian tacos, and uh, I was like, "Wait, are you, are you selling these?" And then I was like, "No, these are uh, free giveaway." I was like, "Oh, wow!" And I, I was like, "No, uh, they might be ready in twenty minutes." So I was waiting, and then people started like heading over there and bringing back an Indian taco. I was like, "Oh shit, I better grab one." And since like it was um, a team from uh, I think Hot Springs, yeah, like they saw that Indian tacos were being served, so there's this wave of people going over there to grab one. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no, bro. Go get me an Indian taco. (laughs) (laughs) It was, like, one of the best Indian tacos I've ever tasted then. Yeah. I remember those used to be, like, there used to be, like, a hit back when we were at Black Hill State, whenever the... uh, American Indian oh, yeah. Studies Department would uh, throw on uh-huh. the Indian taco sale. Like I, like I didn't expect everyone to love them. <laughs> I think it was Jace that was that made the fried bread, wasn't it? Uh, I, yeah, I yeah, probably. Long, the longest line you could ever think of. People lining up to get Indian taco. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this podcast is sponsored by Indian tacos. <laughs> <laughs> take take a take a moment to mention our sponsor, Indian Tacos. <laughs> by Garrett Goonlock's vegan fry bread. <laughs> I think fry bread is like generally vegan. <laughs> is it? it? What is it? Just flour, water, oil? Cannoli oil? I always think it is. using vegetable oil. I fry bread is vegan. Like I, I, like I'm 100 percent sure of that. Unless unless you're putting like, oh yeast. I, I think you put yeast. Yeah. Well, like yeah, obviously it's like it's all like plant based ingredients. But it's just yeah. the grease that makes it kind of fattening. Well, I mean, like technically, it's vegan. The vegan doesn't need to be healthy. <laughs> it's good for the plant based listeners to to know. It's alright to eat fried bread. <laughs> yeah. Uh hold on. Let me see here. We're getting a little bit okay. a little bit off track talking about Indian tacos and fry bread. Uh let's see. We'll try and try and steer back into the into the uh topic at hand for this episode. Um and uh popovers. <laughs> What did you Upside do? Upside down pre- popovers. <laughs> oh, got this guy. <laughs> I'm trying to get us back on track here. <laughs> I'm just thinking about food. Just talking about food. <laughs> uh, oh, man. 
Maybe that's our next episode. Res food. <laughs> Ooh, that would be good. <laughs> Res food. Do you remember there used Res to be delicacies? Uh, damn it! Now I'm getting off track again. Do you remember, <laughs> like when you went to a, a powwow or the powwow trail, there would be this uh, this stand that told that sold uh, what's it called? Indian taco burger or like the big Indian burger, which is just oh. basically just a burger, like a cheeseburger in between two pieces of fry bread. Holy cow, man. It was probably good that that you could only get those once a year out here. Or not out here. Back home. (laughs) It's like the Krispy Kreme chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah, probably a good thing that that that's only available once once a year on the res. (laughs) Native soul food. That should be the next topic. (laughs) Native soul food. Next episode. All right, I'm in. (laughs) It's <laughs> like uh, burning bologna and putting corn in it to make it into a bologna taco. Oh, God. Did you ever, did you ever, uh, did you ever do the fried bologna and chips sandwich? <laughs> All these. They'd put like hot dogs. <laughs> what else was there? Um, hamburger helper, like all kinds. I had a hammer helper, hamburger helper, two days ago. Yeah, still, still pretty good. Still hits. Let's see. What was the next question again? Uh, what did you do for fun on the res? Oh my god. Uh, Let's talk about like high school a, times, I guess. Being a wild Indian <laughs> in the forest. That's where I grew up. Like, I know I had the luxury of, like, visiting my friends, but I grew up in, like, a rural area where it's, there's no neighborhoods or anything like that. Oh, my God. Bro. Bro, same. When I was a kid, we lived, like, it was on the highway. Like, it was, like, real close to the highway. Just, uh, but uh, nine miles away from town. So, uh-huh. obviously, like, before we could drive... Like before we got our our permits or licenses or whatever, you just had to like find stuff to do where you were, and uh, we got into we got into some stuff. Like um, for legal reasons, I probably can't mention everything we did, but uh, <laughs> like uh, just, just walking around. Um, there's like a old abandoned barn that we used to like jump around on. Um, there were hay bales to jump on and, uh, you know, like the floor is lava, but with hay bales, like that was one thing we did. That was pretty fun. Uh, uh, I remember, do you remember when we were kids and it was like the end of June and people started selling fireworks? Do you remember like, just like the joy that overcame you when fireworks were on sale on the res? <laughs> we have a, a store here that sells fireworks. It's called Yellow Birds. And immediately, like, even right now, we go over there and buy fireworks. And just all the designs and cool gadgets that you could light a firework in is like mm. the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, when we were kids, 
we were responsible for at least two fires where the fire department had to come and put out the fire. I remember uh, one of uh, our previous tribal council presidents. He was it was like a dry season, and so he was really careful to uh, sell fireworks. And then one week, I was like, "All right, we'll just sell fireworks. It's, it's all right on me." And made that uh, ordinance. A day later, like there was a big fire at a uh, over here at Oglala. He's like, "Nope, nope, no more fireworks." <laughs> Yeah, and we didn't have that back then, you know. And I remember just like, do you remember like just shooting bottle rockets at each other and just like <laughs> shooting Roman candles at each other? I, I the only thing I went done is uh, the Roman candle thing. <laughs> Oh man, those were some. Those were some good times. <laughs> Just like the, like the generally dangerous stuff we did to one another, like growing up, <laughs> that we considered fun. The one thing uh, I missed a lot is uh, those giant ball rockets. Mm. They're like probably. Four times the size of a regular bottle rocket. I was like, holy shit, this is the coolest thing ever. You throw it. It goes so high. I was like, wow. Just the wander in your eyes. <laughs> and like a huge explosion goes off. I was like, wow, that was the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, did you ever, like, let's say with like your brothers or friends or cousins or whatever, did you take the stick off of a bottle rocket, light it, throw it in the in the middle of you, and just like run and see who the bottle rocket would hit. I know my my friends would do that, but my mom and dad would never want us to do that ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. For me that was dangerous. Yeah. It's still the most fun uh, thing ever. Yeah, we yeah we didn't we didn't have any supervision like uh, we didn't we and we didn't ask for it. You know that's the thing. If we if we would have asked, we probably would have said no. So you know. Oh man! Yeah, I should put that on reservation dogs. The joy of fireworks. <laughs> the joy of fireworks. Oh my god, dude. Uh, those little war tanks they were always sold. I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Like, I would yeah. just buy so many. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, you should see the sparkle in my eye. Just thinking about being a kid on the res and having money to go get fireworks. Like, uh, For a while there, like, there was a peril deduction that was going on over here for fireworks. And I was standing in line. There was this mom that was in front of me. And she got like those huge boxes. And it all came up to uh, $600. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I was like, that's probably the best thing those kids will ever experience. Yeah. Getting those boxes and bringing it home. <laughs> yeah. I just can't wait to light it up on July 4th. 
it's like it's like the Native American Christmas for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. So that's what you did for fun when you were a kid. What did you do in high school? Like, how did you how did you have fun on the res? Uh, Growing up rural, just hanging out with friends and just playing games. Back then, it was just a Super Nintendo PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, uh, uh, okay. What did your Ridge friends do for fun? Like, what was the thing to do in Ridge <laughs> as like a high schooler? Uh, I don't recall. Just just hanging out, going for a drive, drive on your car. Uh, listening to uh, a lot of Tupac, Bone Thugs. Oh my God! Yep, that I think that's I think that's a universal native thing. Because <laughs> uh, one just of trying the trying to pick up women. Yeah, like one of the things that I vividly remember was a fun thing to do in Eagle Butte was drive up and down Main Street. <laughs> and there was a time when there was a legal U-turn at the end of Main Street and that's what you would do. You would drive down Main Street, pop the, <laughs> the legal UE. There was like a like a little little round sort of like almost a roundabout thing where you could just like turn around and go back down Main Street and you would listen to um yeah tupac and bone thugs and like whatever other short yeah like any kind of like rap group that had like some notoriety at the time that's what you listen to and uh that was one of the things we do Uh, and i remember um when you got tired of driving or maybe you just like wanted to hang out there anyway there was this place called the wall that's literally what it was called uh there was like a like a raised sidewalk and uh like on one side of the sidewalk facing main street there there was just like a brick wall and then there was like some stairs built into it and like a like a like a little parking area for i don't know like four or five cars and like you would just like <laughs> stop there, hang out, listen to music, maybe play some hacky sack. Enjoy uh, Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen, like I mean, yeah, obviously, like that's that's what you would do, and that was that was considered fun. That was res life for you. Yeah. That actually sounds sounds fun, memorable. Yeah. But you know what else? You know what else? I think is like pretty universal um it's like something fun to do on the res ball basketball res ball ball is life it's just like have some mean intense matches yeah yeah oh playing pants and shirts baggy pants yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you something, and and you can stop me if you heard this before. 
Or if this sounds familiar to you. Stop me if you heard this before, James. The style of dress when I was growing up was basketball shoes, baggy jeans from South Park. Was it South Park? Uh, I think it was South Pole. South Pole. Yes. South Pole baggy jeans. Uh, South Pole shirt. Underneath the shirt, you'd have an A shirt or the politically incorrect term, the wife beater. Underneath the baggy shorts, you'd have the basketball shorts. Is this is this ringing any bells? Is this... It's, it's the exact same style that I almost try to wear too, but I was like, this is ridiculous. This is too much to wear. Yeah. But it, the, the, the point was that you were prepared to ball out at any moment. Especially <laughs> the baggy shorts. Yep. yep. Baggy shorts underneath the baggy jeans. With the ball shoes. Um, just ready to hoop it up one-on-one. Throw yep. cash down. Yep. Bust out the uh, and one mixtape moves. And uh, <clears throat> one was like one of the biggest shoes ever before. Yeah. Oh man. Now there's Walmart shoes. I mean, I think ret- for us, uh. We had a thing called Yo Park, and that's where lots of games happened. It was just back then. I don't know. People really get into res ball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like it was the last thing they'll ever do. Yep. We had a couple of different places to play ball in Eagle Butte, but I think the big one was the the Indian courts. <laughs> that's what they were called just like uh, you know full court um, yeah just probably the best rims you could find for like street ball that was that was it. The, that was there were they the double rims uh, for a while no <laughs> I mean it's still like probably not like Rucker Park or anything, you know. I don't even know if there's breakaway rims anymore, but like, but just like the size of the court, uh, and most importantly, like the painted three point line. I think that's what made like the Indian courts like the best place to play ball because you got to have that three point line. Like, res ball is nothing without the three pointer. Just run and gun, throw a three. Yep. Do the same thing over and over. Yep. All the boys would just be huffing and puffing, trying to get a shot in. But the only way you get a shot in is you get the rebound. <laughs> yeah. So that was that yeah. was like I don't know. That was like one one of the biggest ways to have fun growing up, was just playing ball. Res ball. Now uh, skateboarding is a big thing, which is good. Oh, yeah. We got a skate park, too. Yeah, we've had it for quite a while now. 
we have a big bowl that was built back in 2011 and kids are in it all the time just skating i'm like that's good at least they have something to do then drive back and forth on main street and hanging out at big bets yeah it's just something that kids can just hang out and socialize and do whatever so it reminds me of that uh that uh episode of uh reservation dogs i know we keep going back to this show (laughs) (laughs) only because it's one of my favorite shows um do you remember when uh, Willie Jack was talking to uh, her dad and like he was trying to convince her to like uh, stay in Oklahoma and he was uh-huh. talking about like all the things you could do. He's like, yeah, you could, you know, just walk around and ride your bike. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it just like felt really relatable because like sounds like someone just like talking about like things to do on the res anywhere (laughs) you just walk around you ride your bike you could hang out (laughs) uh this is good times yeah all right that's it that's the thing we should finish it off on the last question what type of res slang do you use uh Usually just say Vish. Yeah, and I I kind of wanted to like talk to you about this because I need to know more. I know <laughs> that uh, Ridge slang is very unique. Uh, it's a very unique type of res slang. I know there's like, um, a lot of uh, shortening of words. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. What What is Vish? Vish is just like Vicious, but just shortened. <laughs> what else do you do that with? I, I've heard someone say wick. Wick. This is like wicked. Like wick, this guy. This is wick. I remember there was a, there was a guy from, uh, from Ridge who transferred to uh, Eagle Butte School when I was a junior or senior. And uh, for some reason... He started calling me Rones. <laughs> and uh, that was probably one of like, one of my very first introductions to Ridge slang. He, he was saying wick and all that. Yeah, I mean, bish, like he was, he was, he had some mean old slang. And uh, I don't know, he just, just like the shortening of words like that, I think that's just like peak ridge. I don't, I don't, we don't really do a lot of that in Shine Riv. And see, there I go, there I go again. He's rubbing off on me. On oh, res, that's the main one. <laughs> uh, I think another one is uh, Neo. Neo. <laughs> I actually, I yeah, I I heard that one before. <laughs> the one is like, hey, this one, like, hey, yeah, hey, we do that too. We do that too. It's just, uh, hey, this guy, not even. <laughs> oh, that one too, not Eve, not Eve. <laughs> or you like shorten the word nail? It's like nay. <laughs> 
I think this one comes from Ridge. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Z. Z. Z, bro. Z, bro. <laughs> I heard that last week during one basketball game. One of my friends like, Z. Z, bro. No. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, this, this wouldn't be... This list of wrestling words wouldn't be complete without Skoden. <laughs> I think that one that one has gained notoriety. I yeah. I remember the it whole... was like it was just like it was kind of like an organic thing that that kind of happened like on <laughs> Verez's everywhere. Like <laughs> Uh, isn't it like on a someone dubbed on that scorpion in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> did Did you see that one? I or, did see that is one. It, is it like saying you know we're here? Someone's like go it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, uh, uh, Maybe Studis. Yeah, Skoden, Studis. Uh, maybe, maybe we can explain for our white viewers. Um, what do, what does Skoden mean? What is it short for? I, just, I can't believe that's popular. It's uh, let's go then. Yep. And uh, Studis is let us do this. Let's do. Uh, meet meet Skoden's uncle, Studis. Yeah. Uh, now James if I were to tell you that someone is acting all somehow what would that mean <laughs> it's uh, like someone acting strange or weird or maybe even like uh, if you're grumpy or angry like, just stop acting all somehow yeah and on Ridge, in Ridge, you could even shorten that down to acting. He's acting. I can tell my friend there, he's like, oh, my car's acting. I don't want to even start. I forgot to put heat in it. He's acting. And he got it right away. He's like, I know, my car, is, my car can't start either. Duwale. Uh, that was that was a big one. Oh yeah, I don't think that's that popular over here. It's not. But, but like, the ones that know our uh, native language use it, like Dwale, this guy. Yeah. I know uh, our friend Ray taking a live uses it on his memes. All right, so for our viewers, I'm always I'm always gonna play like, like. Uh, white person advocate here what does duale mean it's like uh it literally means whatever in lakota like duale when would you use it like uh if someone says something so weird like uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the casino and spend like two grand there, and then someone's gonna say Duale, like as if you have that much money. Duale, this guy. 
or like um, I'll make you make your Indian taco tomorrow, like Dwale, like you probably lion. <laughs> so in other words, you can say it to someone who's just acting off. Who's just acting. He's just acting all somehow. He's acting all you dwally this guy. <laughs> uh, um, is there any other wrestling? Oh, that's what I was thinking of. There's like a, like chest. Chest? Chest. <laughs> I forgot about that or, one. Or, or chun. Chun. Like no rest oh, any rug. I forgot about those. <laughs> oh man! Was, I think that's I think that's a male to male term, chun. Hmm? I I don't know, because uh, I was saying that to one of my friends over at Standing Rock. To one of my, uh, I think she's a woman, so I told her I was like chun, can I ask for this? And she got angry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I used it wrong. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, my initiation to that to that wrestling. Uh, uh, I I know sometimes in in, in UB it's like uh, we shorten Chandi, the Chun. <laughs> oh yeah, Chun me bro, Chun. <laughs> you got can I get a Chun? <laughs> the Chun. Uh, I can't think of anything else. No, I think I think we. I think we we got them all. Probably, probably some other ones out there, but I think those are the big ones. In it, I don't think anyone yeah. says in it anymore. Have you ever, like, in it. the new natives? You ever hear them say in it? Uh, not so much. Eh. It's just like the elders or the ones that are over forty, fifty. The ones that used it before they would say it. Uh, oh, one of my friends uh, used the word "seech," like "seecha." Yeah, but it's shortened out. It's like just seech this guy. I was like, what? what is that seecha? Yeah. Maybe maybe for our non Lakota speaking viewers, what is what is seecha? <laughs> it's like. Uh, Bad or bad influence or something like that. Just sheesh. Things just put a smile instantly on your face just because we know what they are. This, I think this is a good one to like kind of reflect on. Like the, what is this? The sense of community amongst different tribes. Like you said, uh, um, you say you met someone over there in Germany? Yeah, yeah. I had contact to uh, this person from uh, Blackfeet Res over there in Montana. And uh -huh. uh, I don't know. It's just like I just remember like sending her a couple of memes and just like, you know, just <laughs> joking about about like Res things. <laughs> And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just like kind of cool. I don't know to just like know that you know they're natives from like different parts <laughs> of the parts of the world, like 
like uh, Canada or like parts of the United States where it's just like you can make a very like specific res joke and somehow it's like universal for everybody you know what I mean like whoever tribe they're from they instantly know what you're talking about yeah I remember like I sent a meme uh, where someone was holding like a like a Pendleton blanket and it was like just have to wash my door real quick And then we started like talking about like like E that's just anti snag blanket. <laughs> One of my friends um from New York when I was sending a lot of memes, my friend was like, Ah, these memes just remind me of one of the friends I know. One of one of the my one of my uh brother's friends, like they look like you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, it's all the way in New York. They have that res. This is really cool to think you can just go to any reservation and they'll just accept you and tease you and all that. Yeah. I think, uh, especially in like Cheyenne, uh, going up north, Ojibwe. Like whoever you just instantly can make a friend. Like yeah, you could just say that you're Lakota, and they're just like, oh, you know, like they tease you, like, oh, Sue, yeah, you guys are always like just tall. You like you think you're something else, but no, I'm just kidding. You know, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it, you could just instantly make a friend, whoever's out there. Yeah. And I know, like, um, like there's a lot of, like, uh, native TikTokers or just, like, uh, people doing, like, native humor on, like, Instagram or TikTok. And just, like, even, like, the, the people from uh, Canada, like, the First Nations up there, like, they'll talk about, like, this funny res thing and, like, you just get it. You know what I mean? Like that resolicious guy on Instagram. Yeah. He's from Montana, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Just give a shout out to him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you just bite your lip and look off in the distance. That's how you look sexy. Yeah. That was a good one. And they're like, holy shit, you burned the fried bread. <laughs> Yeah. They'll punch you and you tell your braids until your hair's braided. Yeah. Oh man. That's uh, so funny. So yeah, so yeah, stuff like that, you know? <laughs> Just like Good res life. Mm. So pretty sure whoever's listening probably appreciates how you grew up probably can relate to how we grew up yeah i mean like maybe well i'm pretty sure like anyone from any res uh can listen to this podcast and be like yeah i remember i remember that growing up i remember you remember remember 
Like, that's what they do. Like, instead of saying remember, you remember. Remember? Remember? I remember. Uh, but yeah. But. You have anything else to add? Like, what other res thing that people might learn? Hmm. I don't know, man. I guess just, uh. Can't give away all the trade secrets. We got a couple more podcast episodes to go. Talk about food next time. <laughs> Talk about res food. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. Talk about upside down popovers. Let's Best thing ever. Let's do this. I think that that's vegan. No, cheese. It has cheese. Oh, in. man. Just turning off all our vegan viewers. <laughs> listeners. Still, They're called listeners. Is. They're called listeners when, when you're doing a podcast, Tyrone. E. <laughs> e. <laughs> but I think that's about it. Hopefully anyone that's listening enjoyed what, what it means to live on the res. Mm. And... Hopefully next week we'll get another one up. We'll get, we'll prepare for it if if our schedule allows it. Hopefully, yep. That that is. But I I have nothing else. No. Oh, go ahead. No, I got nothing else either. It's just. And uh, good to uh, if you're listening. Uh, hopefully everyone has a good week. Uh, just stay safe. It's already going to be spring. Uh, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And uh, see you on our next podcast. And Doksha Ake. Doksha.